everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Jai. Hi. What's up? How is everyone today? I hope you are well. We are going to do and talk about American Psycho from 2000. So we snuck it in because it was recorded or not recorded, filmed March of 99. So it meets the 90s criteria, even though it's about the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we were like, we have to do it. I think we might have mentioned it on the last one, or maybe we gave you a clue. Did. Yeah, I think we gave a clue or something. Okay, maybe. So hopefully everyone's really excited about that. Uh, directed by Mary Heron, which we'll get into. And also written and also co-written by a woman as well. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Really awesome. But how are you doing, Jai? What are you up to? Um, I'm well. Um, nothing really exciting to report. But actually, this one thing, I forgot to mention it before. Oh, what? I haven't drank since July 4th. Oh, wow. At all. So um, I'm being healthier. I'm not, you know, um, overeating like sugar and like going crazy with cake or anything. Um, I'm craving it, but I'm trying to be good. So, yeah, I finished uh, Boardwalk Empire. And and it was great, obviously. And started watching Pose season two. Um, it's great. I love it. I'm obsessed uh, with the fashion. This season is so good. This um, season is 90s? Pardon? Is this season, is this season of Pose like late 80s, early 90s? Yes, they oh. cover both. Yeah, it's like 80s and 90s. Yeah, but um, it's so freaking good. I like everything that Angel wears. It's just amazing. It's literally things that I will wear. Mine is the body contrasts, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Listening to old electronic music because there's nothing interesting out right now. No, not really. Uh, what about you? Um, let's see. I'm still watching The Strain, but I, I don't watch it like every day. So I think I talked about it on the last one. I also watched uh, The Great, which is really good. Uh, it's on Hulu. Uh, it's about Catherine the Great, like from Russia. Oh. And um, it's really good. It's Nicholas Holt plays uh, the emperor. I love Peter, him. And yeah, and it's uh, Elle Fanning. It plays Catherine. Oh, that's right. I have seen. I have it's seen good. it advertised. I've seen it advertised. It looks cool. Like, it's really funny too. Like it's not a serious kind of like period type drama. Like it's very funny. It's like a definite like satire and like dark comedy. I think you might you might like it, Jai. It's good. Yeah, no, I definitely And it was great. I think they're going to have a season two, so that's that's good. But that's about it, I guess. I mean, oh, I guess uh, uh, newsflash, uh, Jai just found out yesterday or last night that I love to watch wild animal <laughs> videos. I guess uh, she found that really strange. Uh, I, I am do. Still I, shocked. I don't basically only. It. Yeah, it's basically really limited to uh, cheetah hunting video. Basically, all the big cats. Like I, I love watching. Uh, lion hunter videos i love watching uh definite cheetahs there's a really good one on cheetahs about this group of five males which is really uncommon uh for there to be a large group of cheetahs that hunt and two of them are brothers the other three are from other uh moms but it's really good i'm really into cheetahs i think they're just so fascinating <laughs> and are. uh yeah, just yeah. everything about it so yeah uh, so that's what i was watching yesterday and sometimes i watch like shark videos um you know different 
uh, polar bears. I watch a lot of like Arctic, uh, Arctic foxes, Arctic hare. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I I think in my the back of my head, I would love to be a National Geographic photographer. I think that would be like the best job. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really into it. So newsflash, I like a nature video. So send me your favorites if you like <laughs> watching Hunter. Cool planet Earth, uh, whatever. There's tons of things online now. There's not just planet Earth, but it's cool. basically everything that David Attenborough is done is great. Yes, there are some other good videos with horrible announcers. Oh, like, I know it's totally really good. But yeah, it. it does. I'm like, oh, David Attenborough should just do everything. Like this is like I like watching this video, but I really need to mute it because like I can't handle this guy. There's one where it's just the greatest video ever of this like jaguar and uh, a caiman. I didn't know jaguars uh, hunted in water either, which is pretty exciting. But I was like, whoa, this is so weird. And the announcer is just like, oh, and she's holding and five, four. I was like, what? oh Dude, no, this is a kids video. Like maybe this is for kids to get them excited about it, but it wasn't David Attenborough at all. It wasn't cool at all. But yeah, it's pretty fun. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's get into. Wait, the- can I just say? Oh yeah, like, like and subscribe. Oh yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts, definitely give us a rating and write a little review. If you're on Spotify, just subscribe because you can't review there. So uh, yeah, thank you, Jai. I literally and so funny because I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say it like as soon as I intro today, I'm gonna say it, so I, I won't forget. And then I fucking forgot. <laughs> I know. Luckily, I remember. But yeah, but, uh, yeah and uh, hey to all the new subscribers. There are a few new ones uh, coming in because of our awesome Iraqi episode. We haven't we have another one dropping. You'll already have heard it. So uh, by the time you hear this, but yeah, exciting to meet other. Iraqi fans in the uh, interweb so that's cool and uh yeah American Psycho what are your first thoughts on this when did you first see this I had I had no idea when I first watched it but I've seen it like about five or six times like it's a it's a film that I I really love and I kind of you can't really get sick of it or bored you know because it's just really good um I love I love how mental the story is and Mm -hmm. Christian Bale is just so brilliant as like Patrick Bateman. Like, I think I mainly love the film because he's in it and he's such a committed actor, you know, like I just love watching him do his thing. Um, And his character is like so ridiculous that it's just really funny. I feel like a lot of people think the movie is sort of horror, but I I really see it as like a comedy, like a comedy, right? Um, so many funny moments like I just love all the dialogue and uh, just being inside his head I just love it yeah yeah I definitely love uh I love a lot of films that have like inner monologues and voiceovers uh yes, so. Scorsese does it a lot uh but I I do yeah I just I love that he has this like really crazy inner monologue and just <laughs> it's just really funny like throughout I'm just like god he's so insane he is, but yeah, I'm like so weird. <laughs> like he plays the characters so well. Like he I mean, plays everything so well. Everything it's like so well. You're good. right. Yeah, it's too good. Like at this point, it's like when you know Christian Bale's going to be in a movie, he's going to look completely different. Yes, and mm-hmm. he's going to totally inhabit this character. 
Like, I can't think of one single film that he's done where he wasn't good. You know, like, yeah, he was incredible either. as Chaney. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look like him at all. It's incredible. And then he was in, um, I really want to see the Ford versus Ferrari, the one that he was in with Matt Damon. I know, kind of like doesn't look that good, but because he's in it, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I kind of want to see how he how he is going to be in it. And then who knew that he could be so good as Batman? Because uh, when well, I first yeah. heard that he was going to be Batman, I was like, okay, he could be Bruce Wayne, but I don't know if he could be Batman. And then, you know, he totally did his own thing with it, with the yeah. character. Really and good. like in the fighter and um what's that film the machinist where he yeah, was so much, oh my god that film was so painful to watch yeah. he was so bony you when know running it looks like a skeleton he like did running. yeah really crazy. i have that on dvd too which i have no idea why i have the machinist on dvd because i've probably watched it like twice but I guess I just, I have no idea when I bought it, but I guess I just bought it. Like, I, maybe we'll review it as a bonus. Who the fuck knows? It's yeah. a really fucking crazy movie. And, and you know what's really cool as well? That, like, that's um, Empire of the Sun is one of the first movies I watched that I remember. Like, and and I I didn't really know it was Christian Bale until like, years later. It's only like. Empire of the Sun? Yeah. You, have, have you seen it? think so oh Doesn't wow sound- okay you're in for a treat it's fucking insane oh wow it's, he was like 11 i think i think oh, he was oh it's one of the really early ones yeah um and i remember thinking like the film is incredible but that boy the little boy and it's just insane you know he's so good and it was only like later on when i started watching more films with christian bell that i was like wait is that like the little boy in empire of the sun so yeah wow. definitely watch it it's like um yeah, I see uh, a Spielberg director. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. It's a really great story. You you like it for sure. Oh, nice. Um, let's see. My first experience with American Psycho, I saw it in college because it came out in 2000. So I was like, I guess I was like 19 or 20 by the time I saw it. And I loved it. And I read the book some years later. Have you ever read the book? No, but it sounds oh, very fine. Yeah, like- the thing is, they could have never made the story like the book exactly the book is insane i mean isn't it like kind of realistic yeah i mean in the end of this film but it basically really revolves around he's even more sick in the book like they just couldn't have made that and it wouldn't have been i think so like satirical if it had been made in that that way um, yeah. But I do like that they changed elements of it. Like, this is an instance where I, I do like that it's not exactly the book. Most of the time, you know, people are like, this isn't the same movie or this isn't the same story. But it actually is really cool. I think I might have a copy. If I have one, then I'll totally give it to you. But I'm not sure I want to read it. Oh, if you don't want to read it, then yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's really crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't enjoy that kind of... Oh, okay. He's a great writer. Brett Easton Ellis is the author of the book. Um, he also... He's written a lot of things. Lesson Zero is another great one by uh, Brett Easton Ellis. Also another great film in the late 80s with, uh, uh, what's his name, Robert Downey Jr. And then also The Rules of Attraction, which is such a good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen that. He did that too, yeah. And um, yeah, so it, it's really weird. He has like that kind of vibe in his stories. You know, it's all kind of like, did this really happen? What the fuck's going on? Like, it's just kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so then I read the books years later and then, 
there are just a lot of things that it's still so relevant in pop culture, which I think is funny. Like a few years ago, they did that kind of parody with Margot Robbie where she did the whole Patrick Bateman morning routine. Oh, her really? vote. Oh, I, don't. I, I, I didn't see that. No. Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'll send it to you and I'll put it in the, the notes. It's really cool. It's, it's literally her doing the exact morning routine. But it's for, like I think, Vogue Australia or something like that, uh, which is really cool. And then the one thing that I love, I love Justin Thoreau, uh, who, who plays uh, Bryce, Timothy Bryce, I believe his name is. Uh, yeah, he's just so good. I really love him. And this also, re-watching this this morning, I noticed that the pace of this film is very fast. Like the scenes... Yeah, the scenes are really short, and it moves very quickly, at least in, like, the first act. It moves very, very quickly. Like, as soon as you meet someone and they have a conversation, it just moves. It just keeps moving. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it is. You get, like, kind of a good baseline of who he is as a person in the first 15 minutes. Because five minutes in, you see that morning routine, which is pretty quick in a film. It kind of shows you, like, right right away that he's completely insane you know yeah yeah i mean like ocd is not even the word for what he is i mean he literally is very compelled to control every single thing around him which is uh it's just nuts and also this film really reminds me of donnie darko too does it why because it's got because i feel like first of all they're both in the 80s and they both take place in the 80s and secondly they both seem to run on like two different trajectories. Like there are two films happening at the same time within mm. the, the film. And you don't really know which one to believe. So they both are, that's kind of the only similarity because it's not obviously like uh, Donnie Darko's, like his character is obviously really different than Patrick Bateman, but he has all these visions and, you know, things are kind of happening in this very, a bit more of a fantasy way in Donnie Darko, but it still has this kind of, you just kind of accept it and watch it. And you don't, you know, there are two things kind of happening at once. You have like a normal story pattern and then you have this like weird pattern, which is this yeah. one's like that. Too. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I yeah, I just noticed that watching it. And then I feel like this kind of also feels like a slow descent into people's minds while we're in this kind of quarantine lockdown. Like for a while, everything seems normal. And then now it's just like the repetitiveness, I think, of the day is kind of... And, just people's lives right now and what's going on in the real world just kind of makes people feel kind of manic and kind of, it's kind of weird. I feel like we've been in this weird situation so long that I don't know. Like, I don't see, I don't know where the end is. I don't know where like there's any light at the end of a tunnel. I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. So this film felt like that. There was everyone thing was kind of normal, whatever. He's doing all his weird shit. And then there's just like this slow descent into like complete madness, you know, and just complete, just like losing your mind. So I was like, okay, this kind of feels like, uh, I don't know what it's, what's going on. It kind of feels like lockdown, <laughs> but obviously not in that way. Um, yeah. So that's, those are the notes I had. I had another interesting thing we could do since, since on, on me and Mikey's episode, we end up doing fuck, Mary kills all the time. And let's just do one now, since I have one written here. What's that? You know, fuck, marry, kill. Like, who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? Oh, yeah. You did that with Mike, and it was really Yeah, yeah. I have one here. Okay, now these are their characters. These are not the actors. This is not Christian Bale. This would be Bateman. (laughs) These are are the characters now. We're not going to do the actors. So, okay. Fuck, marry, kill. Bateman, 
Patrick Bateman, Paul Allen, a.k.a. Jared Leto, or Timothy Bryce, who's uh, Thoreau. I know you don't really like him, so I was trying to think of a third. I would definitely... Um, <laughs> I know it's terrible. People are going to judge me, but yeah, I would totally fuck um, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> okay. And cute. Oh, you um, marry? You're going to marry Paul Allen? Um, hmm... No, because he's just like an idiot. I don't like him. I don't like his personality. <laughs> Who, uh, Paul Allen? Yeah. I guess I will marry uh, Chloe. Chloe Savini. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go off. You're gonna go off the <laughs> off the track. I mean, I'd probably marry Chloe Savini too. Yeah. But... Can you can you imagine all the fun we will have dressing up? Yeah. You would just dress her. <laughs> you would just be like. <laughs> We need to have paparazzi picture taken today. I'm going to put you in this outfit. So it's basically who you sleep with, who you will marry, and who you will kill. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll kill Reese Weatherspoon, just because she's annoying. You're going off my list. My list is Bryce, who's Justin Theroux, and Paul Allen. Really? Why? I'm surprised about that. Why? I don't know. I just don't like his character at all. Oh, uh, Bryce? Yeah. Bryce? No, I just don't, I don't, I, or Jared Leto, like, as uh, Paul Allen. That's the point. Okay, Jai is reading way too much into this. This should be, like, a 30-second decision. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're like, but I don't like him. Like, you're not actually No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to stick to my, to my original choice, actually, for each of those. So you're going to fuck Bateman? What yeah. are you going to do with Paul Allen? You're going to kill him? And you're going to marry Timothy Bryce? No, I told you. I'm going to marry Chloe. Oh, okay. So you're still gonna go off, off book. Yes. Do you mind? No, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> For mine, I would marry Patrick Bateman. I would. What? Yeah, totally, completely. Timothy Bryce is like, I mean, he's like super homophobic. He's like anti-Semitic as well. Oh yeah. Um, I would totally just. I mean. Yeah, he just goes. I mean, I love the actor Justin Thoreau, but his character fucking sucks. And I would totally just bang Jared Leto. I mean, let's be real. But, uh, but. but or Paul Allen as he is. But he just is really, he just looks really small in this movie. <laughs> just don't like. I like baby face. I don't know if he's yeah. like a boy. Not sure. Right before Requiem for a Dream, too, where he lost all that weight and died yeah. as black. Mm-hmm. so i think he like looks a little bit different but i definitely want to marry patrick bateman just because i like want him around all the time as long as i'm not the one that's in his path and i'm just like being a co-conspirator you should include the girls that would have been more fun. okay now we can do one with the girls who's the third girl there would be reese witherspoon chloe Sevigny, and who would the other one be the girl that uh, lewis is with the one who's um, the- oh yeah what's yeah. that what's her name i can't remember uh, the best friend, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney, her, yeah, her character name is Courtney. Okay, so who would you fuck, Mary kill out of those three? I would have sex with Courtney, marry Chloe, and kill um, Evelyn. Or yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I love how Reese Witherspoon literally plays the same character. She does. Like she did years. it in, like, um, little, <laughs> what is it called? Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so- alive. Yes, that's right, yeah. The other ones are kind of the same. She's always, like, privileged, uh, like, now she's privileged suburban mom, but in in this one, she's, like, she, and even in Cruel Intentions, like, she's still, like, privileged, like, goody-goody. That's kind of, like, her vibe. Except for the movie Freeway. Have you seen that? 
I don't know. For Sutherland, it's good. Oh, and we also did Fear, which is, she's like still a goody-goody in that one, too, and though she got with Mark Wahlberg, but but still, yeah, she always kind of plays that kind of role, but, okay, cool. So we've done our, our Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah. Um, so behind the scenes and director info. I have a good amount of director info here. What okay. do you have? Um, director, um, well, she, he's, yeah, I, I was surprised to know that she's Canadian, but she moved to England at 13, but, I mean, that's not the most impressive thing, is that she was a rock jour- journalist, mm-hmm. and she helped to start Punk Magazine, which is really cool. Yeah, she was in the Punk Attitude documentary that was Yeah, no, I know, I remember now you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned like- her. Um, yeah, and apparently she was the first writer to interview the Sex Pistols for an American publication. I know, it's so cool. So cool, right? <laughs> I, I just don't know how you got from being a, like a music or like rock journalist to die. I mean, I can see how, but like her films are not exactly like music orientated sort of thing or... No. You, you know, her music, in fact, in fact, I haven't seen any of, of her other films. I haven't either. I was going to say, have you seen the, uh, like, Who Shot Andy Warhol? Or, like, no, I, I kind of want to watch see that. that. Yeah, I want to see that, too. Maybe we'll review it, since we were doing this, and came out in, like, 96, I think. But I know it's about Valerie Solanas, and she was really into, uh, like, her life, and she had a really interesting life, too. Valerie yeah. Solanas, the woman who shot him. So, yeah, that's cool. Do you have any more? No, that's it. What about you? I have just behind the scenes. uh, I have almost the same thing that you have. And then I have um, just basically this film has was a big, huge kind of production. Like it had been in and out of development for a long time. Someone bought the rights to the to the book in like 94. There had been just like things, you know, fallen out of development. Someone wanted to do it. I feel like it's especially when you just have that book. A source material you definitely have to have a script because if you read that book you'd be like what the fuck we can't make this like yeah <laughs> you know like someone's got to do something so it just changed a lot of hands for a while and in and what happened was after columbine there they a lot of movie studios were really hesitant to pick it up because of the nature of the murders and the violence and that was a huge time in american like culture not obviously not a good time, but um, yeah. So I can't even I can't believe that it was made so close after Columbine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which I obviously completely like. I'm not clued up, basically. Oh yeah, I mean you know about it, right? Like sort you know, of, but yeah, it was yeah, it was a a, a massacre, like a school shooting massacre, uh, in April of '99. So yeah. it literally happened like a month after they started filming. Um, and it was just, cr- yeah, it was, it was insane. Like I remember seeing that on TV, like when I came back from, from school, I remember seeing it live and I was like, what the fuck, you know, like the kids running out and everything. So even after all that, obviously that's why studios were like, we don't want to do anything that's glorifying, you know, they, they'd have a lot of scripts were done. And then when it was ready, they were like, okay, we don't know. Like, we're not sure. Maybe this isn't the right time for it to come out and all that kind of stuff. And then Mary Heron cast bail at first on kind of like a good faith deal. Like it wasn't like a, a contract necessarily. And then same with Willem Dafoe and Jerry Leto were attached to, 
And then there just been six years of rejection throughout this entire, it just took a long time for this film to be made. Uh, Lionsgate, the production company wanted Ed Norton and Leo for this, for the Patrick Bateman role. Yeah. It's insane. I was shocked. Crazy, right? I'd heard about Leo, but never Norton. No. Okay. So do you hear that Keanu Reeves was offered the role too? And Brad Pitt? What? No, I didn't hear about them. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I have so much in, like, production that I was like, whoa. Like, basically, Oliver Stone was meant to do it. Which he was meant, And then, obviously, they had a huge, well, not huge budget, but the moment they asked Leo, the budget went up by a lot because he was asking for a lot of money. And so, in the end, like, I, I don't know, I can't remember what happened, but um, Leo just decided not to do it. And then Oliver Stone also, like, kind of said, no, I'm not interested. And... But Keanu Reeves was offered the role, and he just thought that it was a bad mood uh, move, and so he didn't. Yeah, he he didn't want to do it. Well, then uh, he did the Matrix around the same time. Because but, yeah, exactly. Ninety nine. So I would assume that it's kind of you have the hot the hottest actors being offered to do this role. You know, Keanu, Brad, Johnny, Leo, like. Oh my gosh, side note about Keanu Reeves. I just read in like a, a gossip, I think it was like Daily Mail or some bullshit like that, <laughs> that some Australian girl um, apparently had like a three-week affair with Keanu Reeves like when he was filming The Matrix. Who did? Some Australian, I think she's like a reality actress or like a TV show host. Really? Wow. She was talking about how good he was in the sack. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, I love it. This is like the Obviously. <laughs> Well, not obviously. That is not an obviously. No one knows. You never know. <laughs> like everything. It's perfect, but yeah, you're right. We don't know. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, that's good to know. <laughs> Thanks for that information, Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, actually, I know why. Um, I when you were talking about uh, Leo, uh, Mary Heron refused to meet with Leo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like uh, Titanic, Romeo and Juliet, like he's too boyish. Yeah. Like, not going to work out. Not to mention, I could never see, I mean, I mean, everyone, this is not a body shaming comment, but I could never see Leonardo DiCaprio like that physically muscular. He just has mm. a really, he just has a very like slender kind of frame at the top, like his shoulders and his chest. But, but yeah. Christian Bale has more of like, he just has more of like a defined like muscular kind of physique and maybe it's because leo's never done that for a role i, mean, I don't know maybe he can get that big but I, he just never maybe but he i don't think he's into that no <laughs> he's i don't changing his entire physique yeah, for a role yeah um, he doesn't do that but um yeah like it's like even when when um i feel like they just didn't want like a really big actor as you know as patrick bateman and i feel like Obviously, um, Christian Bale was just doing supporting roles back then, you know? Like, he yeah, had a role was yeah. right before this, right? Which is another great one, which is on the list to review. Yeah, and, and like, a lot of people advised Christian Bale not to take the role because they thought that due to, like, the nature of the film, like, it would be, like, some kind of like career suicide mm-hmm. and but he just like really believed in the film and so he actually turned down like other films yeah, and auditions for like almost a year I think like nine months or something um so he, he could just um you know like I think he was hoping that Leo was gonna drop out because yeah were- that's some serious faith there like yeah. that you know that this role has been given to someone else and you still uh, you know 
think that somehow they'll be, I don't know, like he will drop and then you'll take the role. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and a massive star like Leo. Like if I was him as an actor, I'd be like, well, shit, there's no way they're going to give it to me. And yeah. Instead of Leo or like Ed Norton or like, you know, all these people that have had like Oscar nominations at that point or, or just like, you know, A-list and obviously Titanic Leo. I mean, God, he actually mm-hmm. ended up doing the beach instead at that time, Leo, um, which that movie was okay. I just saw that pretty recently. Like, really? Like, oh, I really yeah. love that film. I yeah, watched it when it first came out. I was like, no. This yeah, it was okay. But I was like, this is okay. I mean, I remember when it came out and I was like, oh yeah, he has like short hair. Like he was like, it was weird because he had that weird haircut. And I was like, oh, this is kind of strange. But yeah, then I finally saw it and I was like, oh. Oh, and also when Oliver Stone was writing it and like conceptualizing this with Leo, he didn't want any satire in the film. Like he wanted to really explore more of like the psychological nature of Patrick, Mm. which would have been fucking awful. If it had just been like a murder spree type weird i feel like it just wouldn't have been the same at all so god bless the women who like took the shit out of the men's hands and was like look we're gonna fucking do this <laughs> like some bullshit we got we got it all right <laughs> like we got it yeah exactly i mean it, it worked out for the best really because yeah. having the women on board like i i, I don't know it feels like you made all the difference you know because yeah, yeah. And especially the way that it's, I just love, I mean, I don't love, but I love in the sense of like for the story, I love the kind of like casual misogyny that they all have all the time. Like when all of the guys are together, all they're doing is just talking shit about women. And I feel like you definitely (laughs) think like, oh, a a guy definitely wrote this, you know, like, but it's really funny to think that like, no, this is what women hear and know that you're saying about them. And now they're just going to put it in front of you. And be like, yeah, we know this is how you talk about us sometimes. There you go. There it yeah, is. That's true. Yeah. Really, it's really interesting. Do you have they, any more production notes? Yeah. Um. I mean, basically, like during you know, like when he filmed that scene, that the chainsaw scene, mm-hmm. where he's just in his like underwear, that he will actually just hang out in between takes, just wearing nothing but a sock over his penis and sneakers, and like he. Apparently he was quite happy to just be almost naked. Just um, like falling as a PA on like. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like the director said that basically during the, you know, the scene where he's like in the shower, mm-hmm. like all the women on set were just like around, like just like Milling watching, watch because <laughs> obviously everyone was like, I mean, he he looks insanely fit in the film. He's just ripped. He's got like the perfect physique. Maybe. Yeah, it's not like too big. It's not. Well, he's not big. He's just really defined. I yeah, like it's really defined. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if I was working in film, I would be perving thoroughly as well. You know, like yeah, completely. Yeah. What What else do you have? Um, that's all I had for production notes. I have uh just more story story uh plot points. I, I don't have too many story plot points, but yeah, are you done with your production? Or you got some more? I have some more. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Like apparently, obviously, as you can imagine, he like spent several hours in in the gym, but apparently it was like four hours, and then he had like an on set trainer, so he was like working out constantly every day during, you know, um, filming and like. I don't know, whatever. But he also had, like, a lot of work, like, dental work done. But they don't know whether he was asked to do it by the 
director or he just decided to do it on his own because obviously he wanted to look good, you know. But he does sort of speak funny mm, in yeah. the film. Is that intent, like, was that meant to be that way, you think? Or I think, think so. Really? I think he, so. He speaks as if he had, like, some kind of mouth guard or something. Yeah, he talks like he has, like, oatmeal in his mouth and he talks with, like, a slight lisp. Because you can see his, like, tongue come out a little bit. Like, it's a, yeah. some words he has a slight lisp, too. Oh, his teeth is, like, perfect mm-hmm. in the film. Um, and the way yeah. he, like, opens his mouth. He doesn't open his mouth, like, really wide when he talks. He kind of has it. I mean, except for when he's, like, screaming or something. It's loud. But it does sound like there's, a like, a retainer. Like, when you have yeah. a retainer on, it sounds like that. Yeah, I just love how he... Like how committed he is, like not just to change his physique, but also like to to really get into the his characters. You know, yeah. like, he's one of those that like if he was I don't know playing someone like um crazy, he would actually go to like a mental um sort of institute and like be there. Yeah. Just like I think Brad Pitt did that for twelve months. So I'm sure he's very method too. Yeah, because uh, if you watch onset interviews, he has the same accent. Probably just because he doesn't want to break it, because obviously he's he's Welsh, right? Does he have a Welsh accent, or does he he's have? He's not Welsh, so no. He's oh, he's not. not? I, I know he No, he he's Did English. He, yeah, so both of his parents are English, but oh. he just happened to be born in, in Wales. And uh, okay. but he lived in like a lot of places. I think he lived in obviously England for like most of his like um childhood. And he lived, I think, because of his parents' job jobs he lived in like portugal as well and and then his parents got divorced i think when he was 17 or 16 and and so he he went to live with his dad to la oh oh wow so that's how he he yeah but i mean both of his parents are english he's like english and and it is actually quite rude like i've seen interviews when people say like oh welsh and he's like i'm not welsh like i was born there but i'm not it's very different i mean it's like yeah people in the uk don't want to be like it's kind of an insult if you say like oh i'm scottish and no you're scottish and they'll be like no i'm I'm welsh or i'm english not quite the same It's, it's very different yeah oh okay didn't know that learned something new yeah i thought that he was welsh i guess that's always what no, and I love that he still has his accent, but you don't ever get to hear it because he always plays like, you know, like American roles. Yeah, he does. But, but uh, in interviews, you, he sounds pretty English still. So and he's going to be in the new Thor, which is really weird that he's going to do a Marvel movie. I mean, not that weird because he was Batman, but I think that's going to be really interesting too to see yeah. what he's going to do there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Sorry. Cool. No, that's cool. I just have a, a few plot points uh, moving throughout the film. I love the intro so much where it just looks like blood splatter and then you just slowly see that it's like food being plated. Me too. I am so glad you said that because it is, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really great. That's that's one of my favorites. And I love within five minutes we get like the infamous beauty routine which is the most insane beauty routine i've ever seen and i'm incredible and the thing is it still holds up like it's totally and how many times did they have to do a take for that mask removal because i can never get a peel off mask to fully peel all the way yeah yeah, at one time i really wonder how many times 
it took for them to do that. And his skin is just, oh my God. His skin throughout the whole movie, I was like, God, he's so glowing. Yeah, yeah, it's no. like he has a peel, like a facial peel all the time, which he probably does. I mean, Patrick Bateman's character totally does get facials probably like three times a week or something, like at the minimum, which I thought was really cool. And then I have like Bateman's casual, charming misogyny to his secretary, Jean, a.k.a. <laughs> Chloe Semini. Uh, and I love her outfits, too, with their like so 80s. Those blazers with the big shoulder pads. Uh, yeah, I love everything she wears. I love yeah. that nude um, dress that she wears when she comes around. Just yeah, really- yeah, it's really cool too. And then I have a. I also really love the. I mean, I have a lot of favorite scenes, but not not. I didn't list all of them, but I didn't put the ones that I feel like are really known. Like I didn't put the beauty routine because I knew we were. You know, I knew that everyone was going to think that, so I was trying to pick other ones. But I also love like the sarcasm and the irony when he's talking about uh, when he's at dinner at a spas with all with like Evelyn and oh, yeah. Olive, like <laughs> I think like someone's cousin or they're like the weird gothy ones yeah and then he just kind of goes like no we need to like stop world hunger and stop racial discrimination and it's like all all of this like very liberal uh like kind of ideology that's a complete joke to them yeah. And he's just like, and we need to do this and we need to like help people and build things for the homeless and all this kind of stuff. And everyone's just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I love that too. I love that a lot. Yeah, that, that scene's so cool. Really cool. And then another one of my favorite scenes is the fucking business cards. Um, I knew you were going to have that. That's why I mean, I it's not, it. I didn't list it as my favorite scene. I'm just like going through. I was just like, this is very true. Um, I am not a business card nut because business cards are like a little different now. Like today we obviously have phones and like Instagram and other things to use. But obviously back then it was all about business cards, but this is very true. Like if you give me a business card, I'm judging the fuck out of that card. I'm looking at that font. I'm looking at replacement. I'm looking at everything. And I'm a font nerd. And I I definitely Patrick Bateman's card was the worst. Um, uh, according to font, and I definitely don't like Paul Allen's either. I don't know why they were freaking out about that, but I do love that the name of his, the color of his uh, card was bone. Oh, and yeah. they're like, oh, I love this. He's like, that's bone. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course it, of course it would be. But yeah, did you like that business card scene? Is that one of your favorite scenes, or you didn't put? It I down? feel like I felt that it was too obvious, so that I didn't want yeah, to include yeah, it. Because I- it is. I mean, it is like a business card moment. Like he's just. It's just so funny, you know, that it's just such a big deal. He gets really upset and agitated and he has to go to the bathroom. Like, It's just really funny. Yeah, no, mine are, well, yeah, I've included the morning beauty routine just because I love everything he says. Like, he's, like, totally spot on with all the products. But he's like, I start with an ice pack while I do my crunches. Then followed by a deep pour lotion and gel cleanser, body scrub, face exfoliating gel scrub, facial mask, like aftershave lotion with no alcohol because it makes your skin look older. It's true. Like, it is true. I know. I know. You're like a bit of a beauty queen yourself. So yeah. Like, I, I like skincare. I'm like a skincare kind of nerd. I do not really wear makeup, uh, which I guess is probably uh not i mean i guess i will once in a blue moon but especially like foundation and stuff i've just never been into because i'm oh, always yeah. i'm always really anxious that i'm gonna like sweat and it's like i don't know i just feel really anxious about it that like i'll have that line that like you know that jaw line like where you blend like i, I wouldn't mind if i was 
getting it done professionally. I'm not opposed to wearing it, but I don't think mm-hmm. I have the skills to really, I haven't really tried, but I just don't really want to, I see so many bad makeup, like people yes. have really bad makeup. So I just get really paranoid that like, I'll try to put it on and then I'll go out and people will be like, Oh God, that girl's. Like, yeah. I just don't like color. Or like, I don't, yeah. I don't so, like yeah, the, I don't care. I don't like the, the, the thought of having something so thick on my face or, I feel like it just really changes you. I feel like yeah, it really does. I feel like I want to kind of remain really close to who I am. I think like you know, I don't want to be like those girls who wear a ton of makeup and then you see them at night when, once they remove it and they look like a different person. Yeah. I I can't. Yeah, I don't like that. I feel like I've always yeah, tried to. Yeah, yeah, same for special occasions. Yeah, I would wear it, but I would just yeah. wear like really nice lipstick. Like yeah, a really exactly. bold lipstick and like eyeshadow and maybe not eyeshadow like mascara and eyeliner but like that's it yeah unless i'm my getting thing. my photo taken like if it's somewhere i know there are cameras <laughs> like a maybe like a wedding or you know something where i know there's a camera like a, a photographer floating around then that might be a reason why i would wear like foundation because it just your skin just will look a lot more even same if i was an influencer or like a youtuber like yeah i would wear definite like a skin tint because on screen you you can see every you know like pore and every like discoloration and it just looks cleaner but in real life it's very different in real life I feel like you can tell when people have you know like face foundation on but on screen you kind of need it it kind of like evens you out just makes you look a bit more like you know whatever yeah but um anyway I love yeah, I love uh, Patrick's inner monologue throughout, like during during the business card scene, which I thought was really funny. And I love all of the food dishes. Yes, that they mentioned, like sea Me urchin ceviche, <laughs> like the Paul Allen. Well, not like, that because yeah, but, that, but oh no, I don't like it. Like I want to eat it, but I just love all of the combinations. Like even in the beginning when it first starts, and the guy's like at the restaurant, he's like, "Do you want to have our?" Uh, you want to hear our specials? It's like swordfish with like plum wine sauce. It's all this like really, really yeah, intricate, really fancy, yeah, like innovative, like the you know foods and stuff. Yeah. yeah, throughout everything, every restaurant they go to, there's some kind of like, I think he one time says like peanut butter squash soup with like a charcoal Caesar. Like it's all very so highbrow and so yeah. like probably gross, but it just is really expensive and. It's just like another no, status. It would be nice. It wouldn't be gross, though. I don't oh, think. I don't know about sea urchin ceviche. I've had food like that like many times, and it, it does sound weird, but it's actually it's even oh, stuff okay. that I don't eat that I don't ever eat because, like, you know, like seafood and that. But um, whenever I had it in places like that, it's really insane. It's like amazing. Oh, wow. Cause okay. it's, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's like a fusion. They, they combine so many things. So it doesn't really taste like, you know, like, like how it sounds yeah exactly yeah. yeah I did have a few things in Iceland that were a little strange which I'll, I'll never turn down trying any food like if I'm traveling somewhere I had baby like raw baby shark which was kind of strange oh, no. but, yeah oh, but it was served with this like really incredible vodka like this really expensive incredible oh, vodka baby shark that's sad yeah, yeah it was like raw too oh, and then God. they also had uh yeah Iceland has a lot of weird stuff um but and what's something else I had? Oh, yeah, I had, like, a, a weird, like, balsamic uh, kind of, like, dessert, mm-hmm. which was kind of strange. But that was supposed to go with the fish. I don't know. I ate it. It was good. 
I had some like South African food in Italy. It was like a South African Italian fusion place. So we had a that was pretty cool. But it definitely like looked weird. And when they said what it was, I was like, uh, okay, well, I mean, I'm not in my country, so I'm I'm trying this shit. Yeah, I mean, that I, is cool. That's the right the right mindset. Yeah, if I can choose what I want to eat, then yeah, I mean, I'm gonna choose unless I'm feeling like crazy. But you know, but yeah, when you travel, like addendum, just fucking try it. Try anything. Even if yeah. you go to another state in the US, like, just, just try it, you know? But if you go to, like, someone's house and they, you know, you stay over for dinner and stuff that you would never eat, like, I wouldn't, I'll, I'll be too embarrassed to say I don't eat that. Oh, so no, yeah, I've eaten lots of it from time. Yeah, I even had to have, like, fish, which obviously I don't, yeah, it was, like, it wasn't fish, it was, um, I went to, like, the south, like, Charleston, and they, they had something, I can't remember what it was. Oysters, that's it, oysters. And, yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to yeah, eat this. But it's, it's, were they raw? Were they like Rockefeller? Oysters Rockefeller? No, they were sort of in the fire. Like, it was oh. so good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it didn't taste bad, but I just, I genuinely don't like eating those things. But, you know, I'm not going to say I don't yeah, eat that. And yeah. I just wanted to be part of, you know, um, the celebration. So I, I ate it. Yeah, only allergies will stop me from eating anything. Like that's the only that's the only thing really. But after that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I have like I don't like Brussels sprouts, but my <gasps> mom never made them. But when I was over my friend's place when I was, I don't know, like she's English and I think it was like maybe like nine or ten, and I remember being like it's really weird because in cartoons and weird kind of sitcoms like when you're young there's always like ew brussels sprouts like that's always like the gross vegetable that they always kind of like tell you as a kid it's just gross so i never had them but i was like oh i've heard they're really bad and then I, then they were cooking them and i could smell them and i was like oh shit and then i ate them and they were gross but i ate them and i was like i know oh, brussels sprouts are yummy like i love them i would I try them, them again but- I think I would try them again. I would maybe grill them. No, you. These are. I'll make them for you sometime. Yeah, like I'll try them again. They're great, like caramelized and like in the oven. Yeah, see, they're, yeah, they're, they're really delicious. Yeah. Yeah, that. Would, I think they were just like boiled, like they were plain. Yeah, boiled you know? are not fun, but I mean, I still like them. But yeah, they're very English, like it. Yeah. It's you know they're very popular in the UK. It's cool. Um. Yeah, and then yeah, all the food dishes, and I love that they call uh. Patrick Marcus or Paul Allen just calls him oh, yeah. restaurant. <laughs> and he's just like, How did you get? And then they get to go to this restaurant. It's like fucking awful, like the Texarkana restaurant. And he's like, Yeah, you couldn't get a reservation at Dorsey. I like apparently like the nicest place that you never actually see mm-hmm. in, in the in the whole film that everyone tries to get a reservation in, but no one can except for Paul Allen. And then I love how they go to the dinner and then that leads to him going Paul Allen going up to Patrick Bateman's place and then that leads to like probably another iconic scene is when he kills him yeah that that's in, that's in my favorite scene yeah that is a good one I, like, I really love just the fact that he talks about Huey Lewis I love all of his <laughs> musical breakdowns that always happen before something violent happens like he yeah. always talks about really in depth of all these artists and all these musicians and it's really funny <laughs> No, I know. I mean, I don't enjoy the part where he actually, like, kills uh, Paul Allen, but everything that happens from the moment they, they get to his apartment and, like, all the dialogue, how he's, like, um, basically 
here. I think he's already put his 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 raincoat on, and then he mm-hmm. says he has been compared to Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. But I think here he has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor, and he does the moonlight dancing, and it's apparently that was improvised. Oh really? By the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and then he's like, in '87, he releases their most accomplished album, and then he does that funny. Like he shakes his his hips like in a really oh, funny yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Everything there is just really fucking hilarious. And then he's like, <laughs> I know he's like kills him. And he's like, try to get a reservation at Dorsey and now you fucking bastard. Yeah, that's my in one of my quotes. Yeah, it's that's just too funny. Um, uh, and then also I. I even when he has the call girls, he's dissecting Phil Collins. And then when he has that girl again, and then the other girl later on, he's dissecting Whitney Houston. And that girl's like, you own a Whitney Houston album? Wait, you own more than one? <laughs> I just know. Like, oh my God. I was like, I love that he just always dissects like all these different musical acts. And then he's trying to listen to Robert Palmer earlier. He's like, I'm trying to listen to this Robert Palmer tape. But like my fucking fiance is just like buzzing in my ear. Like he's always listening to music. Which it I is. like too. Yeah. I like that that's a huge part of his like just his life in general, you know? And I also yeah. think it's really funny that he not funny, but like it's strange that he watches he has porn on in one scene on the TV <laughs> while he's like trying to make a reservation. And then another one, he's like doing crunches and doing ab crunches to like Texas Chainsaw Master. I know. <laughs> the girl's like screaming. I was like, what the fuck so is this? Sick. And then I have here, uh, it seems the whole business card scene is just a use- euphemism for like measuring all their dicks. Like that's what you guys all want to do. Because they're very like, oh, oh, that's nice. Wow. And they're like jealous mm-hmm. of each other. And that's like just an extension of like who they are that they can't, you know, that they can show they have more money or they do this. I was like, this just sounds like a locker room. And you guys just want to see like whose dick is bigger and who's got the biggest, the best card and who's like doing the best and all that kind of stuff. And he's very yeah, insecure. No, that, that's too. True. He, he's a little bit. Because he's trying to impress the women as well like he's trying to impress women all the time by where he can go to have uh, a reservation but he can't and then he's talking about the wine like uh, another one of my favorite quotes is like that's a very fine chardonnay you're not drinking (laughs) yeah Um, and he just i feel like he always is trying to portray so many different things like he's so conflicted he just doesn't really know like where he is he's always referencing serial killers like ed gain who silence of the lambs is i think based off of and like ted bundy I know, um, he says, like, don't you not tell Bondi? And he, well, she says no. And he's yeah. like, never mind. Yeah, I know. I think in 87, he was in jail because he was executed in 90. So I believe in 87, she would have probably known who it was, which is, you know, whatever. Yeah, it is really weird that some people think of this film as, like, the American version of A Clockwork Orange. Because I think it's kind of ridiculous. I've like, never heard that. I mean, I'm sure the author, like, the author, like, maybe got some inspiration, like, tiny bit, but it's very different. I mean, like, um, Patrick Bateman is a psychopath, you know, and, like, Alex isn't. But I think it's just because there is that element, like, of music in the film that's, like, a big part of it, you know? We should do an episode on A Clockwork Orange because yeah, I think it'll be interesting because yeah, it's not yeah. a favorite of mine, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. So maybe I'll have a complete different uh, take on it, but it's one of your favorites. So I kind of want to know. It's my favorite, yeah. yeah I kind of want to like know more about 
why like you know like know more about maybe there's something i'm missing because i had to dissect it you know yeah. so maybe i'm missing it's been a really long time so maybe we should do one on that yes which would be really good um yeah. let's see moving through i just yeah i wrote like his music rants are epic uh, at the most violent times and then the third act which is like after the feed me a stray cat uh atm and then it just kind of like spirals like that woman comes up to him and he shoots her <laughs> then the cops and, and then he's like shooting all these cops in the street and i'm like whoa what the fuck's going on and then he's just frantically running around and i love when he goes up into like the wrong office and then he goes and like calls the lawyer and he just tells him like oh my I god this person i did this i did that i did this like i love the lighting and the way that that's actually one of my favorite scenes was like the lawyer confession just because i love yeah. the lighting and the way they shot it because he's like on yeah. the ground it's dark but he has like half of his face lit in this really like monster lighting like kind of way which i really like it and how he's yeah. just like so manic and so crazy um yeah and then like the I- third act is just nuts but I feel that that scene where, like, from the moment he, he is uh, at a cash point and then how you see, like, the city, like, the financial district, and then he runs and then calls his lawyer. Don't you, don't you think that's very, like, Alfred Hitchcock? Like, it that, is. the way it was shot, it was very much, like, that style, you know? Yeah, it is. It, it really is. reminded me of his movies. Um yeah, I, I, lo- I love that too. Like, the cinematography is really cool. Just yeah, like, it's yeah. really cool. My mom was like, are you going to do any Hitchcock movies? I was like, well, that's not 90s, but <laughs> I was like, maybe after we exhaust our 90s, I mean, we could do 90s movies forever. There's so many, but so many. I, was like, we, I was like, we can we can branch out for sure. I was like, I mean, I do like films from all different decades, but I mean, I obviously, I grew up in the 90s, really, so of you know seen these films a lot and that's why i'm doing them but and i the 2000s there are a lot too like i have a big list of things that came out after 2000 early 2000 had like really great yeah so that's gonna be either some bonus episodes or who knows later on uh if people want that you know but for now we have a big 90s list so we've got a lot to get through still yeah um yeah so i'm done with my plot points and story i'm gonna move on to the mood and yeah i mean it's 80s new york wall street Mm -hmm. it's pretty self-explanatory it's kind of the same in every film um yeah what did you think about just like what do you think about the interiors i love the interiors i mean it's funny because the restaurant the opening scene is all like really 80s you know like pink uh, tablecloth and like just the, the decor is very much like yeah I don't know 80s I suppose but but then the the his apartment is really sleek and like I love how how cool it is you know it's very like minimal and like modern you mm-hmm. know um but I do like that the 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 scene at the restaurant with all the fancy food a lot it's just very different it's totally opposite I suppose yeah that's really cool I like yeah. I like the difference between Patrick's apartment and Paul's apartment. Yeah, and how like ugly. Yeah, the girl was like, "This place is way nicer than your old one," and I was like, "Is it?" No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think so. Maybe that's just not my vibe. But I love it when he first walks in. He's like, "Oh my god!" And he has a nicer version. Of, he has a nicer view of the park, and it's obviously more expensive than mine. <laughs> like he's just so insecure about everything and I I'll, there's another really awesome quote too that I don't have written down because I don't know the exact wording of it but I love when he's going into Espas to meet like all you know like Timothy and like Lewis Carruthers is there and like everyone's there when those like goth 
uh, couples there. And he's like, I'm really nervous walking in. I'm thinking that we won't have a good table. But then as soon as I walk in, I see that we're, we're seated well. And the relief washes over me in an awesome wave. <laughs> like, I, I love that too. So, like, yeah. so uh, like OCD and like just so needs to control everything. And then he's like, oh, okay, good. Like, we're going to be sitting here. I feel better now. I'm just like, oh, God. I also love Patrick's uh, bathroom. Like, that black tile tub. Yeah, that kind of I love that bathroom. I love that bathroom. His like, whole apartment, like, all the furniture and the artwork and everything. It's just really, I love that. Just white, really minimal, you know? Like, in stainless steel uh, kitchen, which was pretty futuristic. Because yeah. now that's all they have. Now it's all mm-hmm. people doing. That whole thing was very, but it's very like sterile too. You could tell it, it was is. like a very sterile, almost like an autopsy, like medical examiner, <laughs> like a room. Like it was all like white and silver, and like looked like like a morgue kind of. You had all this. You like, think? Oh, I think yeah. really liked it. I no, mean, if cool. I could, I, my apartment cool. would look like that. It's really cool. Not like the inside, but just the kitchen because of all the metal. Like mm-hmm. I always think of like like a medical examiner, like you know, because there's the <laughs> morgues and then they have the slab. Like the tables are all metal because it's like antibacterial. I think, I think that's like mm-hmm. an antibacterial surface. So I'm sure that he's makes really sense. Yeah. About everything as he cleans up everything, and he's obviously very OCD about everything in his life. Um, the music. What do you think about the music? I, I am not a huge fan of eighties music. Like I. I honestly didn't like the soundtrack at all. They're, they're like a couple of songs I really love. And like, obviously, Baby Bowie is one of them. But that's uh, in the credits right at the end. Yeah, but, that's like at the end. And then there's one song that I love by New Order. Um, I think it's when they're at the club, maybe. Yeah, the beginning, um, right? Yeah. But apart from that, I just don't... I really don't like 80s cheesy music. I just find it really, like... Like, yeah, it's just really cheesy and like poppy. It's not my 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 style at all. So yeah, Yeah. but at the same time, I feel like even though I don't like the soundtrack, I feel like totally makes sense with the story because these are like, you know, like uh, Wall Street guys, Mm -hmm. and they they. I mean, you obviously would be silly to have like a like a banker of whatever that who's into punk music yeah exactly like nothing alternative that with my experience with people who work in finance like men um is that they're quite mainstream or they're mainstream but they do like some electronic music and they just go party hard to electronic or minimal house but nothing like you know they, yeah, they're pretty into pop or like whatever. It's probably um, the job too. I feel like if you're working like that much, like how deep are you going into like discovering an underground genre? Exactly. You're oh, working yeah, like exactly. 90 yeah. hours a week or some crazy, like a lawyer. I mean, I obviously I know that there are people in finance and people in law and like doctors and all these other like kind of high pressure jobs that do like independent music. I mean, yes, I know that. But mm-hmm. for the purpose of this story, when music was not as easily discoverable as mm-hmm. it is now, you think that he is probably listening to Top 40. Like Robert Palmer, he's got that tape. You know, he probably needs <laughs> like a tower and he's like, oh. Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, like Whitney Houston. I mean, yeah, that's a total um, like pop. And Phil Collins. Oh, God. I have Genesis. to say, I'm not, I'm not a fan of any of. I am a big of fan it. of all of the soundtrack. I love Are it. Are you? I've been to Phil Collins' Susudio quite okay. a lot. 
Uh, yeah, I like 80s music. I mean, probably because I remember from being a kid. It really reminds me of like having the radio on. My mom would like drive around and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm into 80s music. I don't listen to it all the time, but I don't dislike it. I think it really... I just love when he's listening to, like, Walking on Sunshine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the, 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 like, Walkman. We had these things called Walkmans back in the I day. I love those. I had, I had them, too. Yeah, they're so cool. Um, yeah, okay, what do you think about the fashion? Wait, did they have a Depeche Mode song in it? Maybe? I think they did. Let's look up the soundtrack. I know I do, John I do Hale love too, from Velvet Pardon? Underground. Uh, John oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. John Cale. Yeah, a lot of the um, the instrumental was really good. Yeah, that was good. That but was pretty cool. But, but for the most part, everything was very like yeah, you know, super eighties. Yeah, poppy and yeah, no, not my my vibe at all. <laughs> What's uh? I'm gonna look in this while you talk about the fashion. I'm gonna see if there's fashion. a different type of um, I mean, very eighties. Oh, there is I a mean, song. Yes. Yeah, there is, right? Yeah, I, I, I barely remember it. Yeah, I do love the page mode, by the way. Yeah. yeah. They're really cool. They're pretty amazing. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel like, obviously, you see, like, the story evolving about, around men for the most part. So, like, I'm not really into suiting, to be honest. Like, it's not my favorite. So, Rudy, but, apparently, is the one who made custom suits. Yeah, but they do mention Valentino as well. So, I wonder if at Valentino, because remember, he's like, don't touch his Valentino. Oh, that's right. And Jean-Paul Gaultier? Yeah, so basically, I love all of that. Like, I do love power dressing. And the men, you know, have these, like, trench trench coats over their suits. And, and they're, like, you know, huge shoulders, which I love. love I that. love what Chloe wears, that new dress. But there's so many references to all the brands. So basically, that bag, um, the overnight bag that he mm-hmm. used, is Jean-Paul Gaultier. Oh, it actually and- is. It is, yeah. Oh, cool. And the underwear, the, <laughs> the underwear that he wears was actually meant to be Calvin, but they pulled out of the project. Oh, no way. Yeah, I guess because of the nature of the film, they were like, no, this could be bad for us. So they ended up um, using Perry Ellis, actually. Oh, that's so weird because Calvin Klein was like literally the staple of like 90s fashion controversy. Yeah, but I feel... Yeah, I, I guess. Maybe change their image or something. Maybe they just didn't know how the movie would come out and they just saw they want to be associated with a, yeah, like, a psychopath and, like, a movie that's, you know. Bad move, Calvin. <laughs> I know, totally. But, yeah, you're right. The suits were, some of them were so routine, like Valentino. And then there is, um, I think all the watches were Rolex, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. But they, I feel like, yeah, that's right. So they didn't, they weren't allowed to say it's a Rolex, even though he was wearing one. They said you could um, use our watches, but just not when um, when they're, when he's killing anyone. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's- and uh, what else, what else was there that was cool? Oh, yeah. So actually, wait, I think. Uh, yeah, the bag that was the overnight bag that w- ended up being Jean Paul here was actually meant to be Comte de Garçon, but they refused to to let them what? use their bag for the film. So yeah, wow. Jean Paul here said, "Yeah, cool, you can you can use mine." You know? Wow, that's cool. I mean, I I get it. I feel like they they were worried. Like, I mean, that will happen now. You know, you'll be really careful. Sure, yeah. Like, sure. um, 
with your brand because if it, if the film had been, I suppose if he had come out like really shitty and terrible, had like awful reviews, that like, you don't want your name to be associated with that. You know? Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. But I love, I do love what like the little black number that one of the prostitutes wears. Oh, the, the lingerie. Yeah, just the whole black attire. Like she has this really cool. Like I mean, I love sequin dresses so much especially like a strapless black um sequin dress and she wears that and then she yeah. has suspenders and like I, I'm not a fan of thongs I think they're awful I think they're ugly and not flattering yeah I, they're not I mean they're, they're just not very nice they're not like, comfortable either they're not comfortable yeah. and I feel it's just kind of ugly to see I something wet up your butt yeah it's just no. yeah I love French French sneakers that's like my, my thing I love that it's just really sexy and cute who I have the lingerie the girls wear I like the one that the like uh kind of romper the girl has when she's running through the the apartment and he's chasing her with the chainsaw oh, yeah I like that yeah, one because yeah, it actually yeah. got like the little bottom it's like a really short romper yeah no that was cute yeah was I like cute, that actually. one that one's cool I just have for the guys like the suits uh, the double-breasted suit like very 80s like the wayfarer glasses the red suspenders that, that they have with the those blue striped shirts and i hate the shirts on men that have the white collars and then the rest of the shirts blue but it's like very wall street like that vibe yeah. and then the haircuts too are super 80s like the way they all they're like slicked back but they're like long they're like a mullet it's like a weird it's not really a mullet because it's not short in the front but it just is like goes down to like the bottom of their neck like all those 80s haircuts i know i actually don't mind that i kind of like that to be honest i love 80s hairstyles for men and women oh really yeah oh, wow. i love i love um chloe's obviously hairstyle but you know they used to like in the 80s like i I did have a mullet actually when i was five can you believe that no i was I somewhat with one what <laughs> yeah like my my first picture i my mom was like you actually had a mullet like my hair was like down my neck when i was born like it was really oh. long oh wow and, and uh i was like ah mullet so my mom was always like you had a mullet and i was like what she's like yeah you totally did but i never had one like i don't think my hair could ever do that when i was older it was probably just too curly and frizzy too curly yeah, yeah exactly funny. but um let's see oh i love his camel coat yeah, the has- camel coat is nice. I actually have one very similar to that. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, I like it. And then I noticed all the women's evening dresses were all strapless. Yeah, that's just so big. In the- that was really big in the eighties. Yeah, I have origin, like obviously vintage dresses that are um, strapless. I just, I think they're really sexy and like flattering, to be honest. Yeah, they are if you don't have much many boobs up top. But if you do, I hate when people wear them and you just see them pulling. They constantly. Yeah, are I know. I can't wear those. If you have too many, too much up top and you have to keep like pulling it up, then like you can't wear a strapless because you're not supposed to be like tugging at it. Like I see it in movies. I, I definitely see it in reality shows. I'm like, you should not be wearing that. Like even if you have big boobs, if you have to pull it constantly pull up <laughs> top, I'm like, then you need just some straps up there. Like it's just not gonna, it just looks crazy. But what are your favorite scenes? Let's roll it, roll it through. Um, so yeah, the the morning routine, which obviously we yeah. talked about. Um, 
I mean, I feel like I kind of talked about them. I said one, you know, that obviously when he kills Paul Allen, like before that. But um, I love it when he's like having sex with the two girls yeah. and he's like flexing his arm muscle during sex. Yeah. And he's like looking at the camera and then he's like fixing his hair. And I think he's kind of behind Sabrina, kind of like, you know, in that position. Uh, and he's like, I don't know, flicking through his hair sort of thing. And then he's like, Sabrina, look yeah. at the camera. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and like, then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, he points his finger to the camera and winks. I know. Like, oh, my God. It's so, like, pervy and, like. It's so funny. It's really funny. Yeah, that's that, those are my favorite. What about you? My, yeah. okay, the beauty routine I have, obviously. I have that listed, obviously. Um, I love Patrick and Jean in his apartment where he's like doing all these slow things where you think she's going to get killed. And he like oh, yeah. grabs the tape and then she's like, what are you doing? And then he has like the nail gun, like right to the back of her head God. and the phone <laughs> rings. And then it's like, it's Evelyn. And then she's just like, Oh, do you want me to go? Like, it's like this weird cat and mouse thing. And then he's like, I think you should go. Something bad's going to happen. I'm like, why did he spare her? I know. I think because she's so sweet. I feel like maybe he felt bad for her. Yeah. Because, She's just like adorable, and yeah, I love that 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 he didn't kill her. To be honest, yeah, I know that was that was pretty good. And then like later on, she like sees all those drawings in his notebook, and she's like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Um, I love the scene with Evelyn and Patrick's breakup in the restaurant, <laughs> where he's like, "You're just not terribly important to me," and she's like, "Oh my god!" She's like freaking out, and he's just like, "I'm sorry." Like I know my behavior can be like kind of erratic and like you know kind of nuts, but like. We just shouldn't see each other. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, what is it? And then she just starts screaming. And then he's just but like. She also says, um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work out. Because your friends are my friends. Oh, that's right. And my yeah. friends are your friends. Like, and she's I like, can't you remember. Can have them. <laughs> like, take them. Oh, you can ha- you take them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah take yeah. them. I don't care. And then she's like, where are you going? And he's like, I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> Which is he probably going to be that. the title of this um, episode. Yeah, he always says he has to return some videotapes. <laughs> oh my god, Lawrence, you remember those days where we used to do that? Yeah. and like return. Yeah. Oh. And you have to rewind it, otherwise you could get a like a fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the lawyer confession I already mentioned, where he like is on the phone, which I really like, and he's just like telling him everything that happened. Worst scenes, I don't really have any. I don't really you don't. Have any. No, I mean, really? yeah, all the ones that are violent are worse, but I just love this whole film. I mean, it all Me just too. really works so well together. And and it's so funny because I was just reviewing Fear and all of the worst scenes were like everything that had sexual assault because it was like very realistic and very scary. But mm. this one is in such a like satire bubble and it's just so strange and weird. And like, just like when he has the threesome the, the, with the two girls in the beginning, it's like, you're like, what the fuck? This is so crazy. And then I really like how they don't, how they're, they had the threesome, they all had sex and they're sleeping. <laughs> I love how her hand comes down and he's like, don't touch the watch. <laughs> oh yeah and then yeah and then they like as soon as he gets up they're all like okay and they're like putting out like trying to get out of the bed and then he's then he pulls out the drawer that has all this like crazy tools and shit and then he's like we're not finished yet but i like how they didn't show what happened and then you just see the next scene is like them leaving and they're all like fu- you know like all like fucked up like we don't know exactly what happened and then they gives them the money and they run out and that's really upsetting but i feel like it would have been way worse if we actually saw 
like him do something. Oh yeah, and this is why I like the fact that you don't actually see. Um, you don't really see. You know what's happening, but you don't see like, for example, like the the victims. You know, you don't mm-hmm. see them once he's killed them, like their face or anything. There yeah. isn't any close up, which is cool. Yeah, which is good that it's not so crazy. But what are your yeah. worst scenes? I don't. Really I, I I really hate it. Like I, I hate when um when he kills a homeless man and he's gone. Oh yeah. Because he's like he's just this sweet man, you know, and he's like not even asking him for anything. He just walked past him and he's like, I'm going to help you. And then he's like, you smell. You oh, think. that's right. Yeah. Get a job. a job. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to help you. And then he's like, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just hate that. I can't yeah, really stand that we're like, but there's like violence towards like homeless people. Yeah, like, that is pretty I find cool. it really, because there are a lot of people who don't like homeless, who had yeah, this I'm weird really thing, um, you know, that's true. Addendum. That one is pretty upsetting. That didn't really need to. I mean, I guess it added to his character, but obviously it was like really fun. Apparently, you know this because you read the book, but apparently in the book, um, he kills the homeless or maybe someone else and he makes hamburgers with some meat and eats them. I haven't read it in quite a while, but there's a ton of cannibalism and that's probably true. Like I oh, that's don't awful. remember like every aspect of it. But yeah. See, I will find that to this term and I couldn't read it. I definitely don't want to watch that. That's on another yeah, that's, level. Yeah, that's why it can never be made. Like it can never be made like that. Mm. Is that your only worst scene? Um and and when the prostitute escapes and oh, she yeah. sees all the bodies in the cabinet and rooms yeah. and the head in the freezer or fridge and and then he kills her anyway, you know, yeah, with like a chainsaw. Thing where he like throws it down. I feel like she had got so far and now yeah. she's dead. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a horror film where like you're like, she's not getting out of this. Like, there's yeah. no way she's getting out of this. It's so crazy. But I do like him running around naked, covered in blood with sneakers though. He's mental there. Yeah, he's, he's genuinely real- lost it. He's like thirsty for blood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so nuts. Um, yeah, do you have any more? No, that's it. Cool. So what are your favorite quotes to wrap it up? I mean, it's not really a quote, but I suppose it's a line where um, when they're, I think it's at the beginning and they're in the taxi and she's planning her wedding or their wedding. And she's like, I want a thousand roses and truffles, Godiva and oysters in the heart show. <laughs> Annie Leibovitz. I can't even pronounce her name. Oh, yeah, Leibovitz. Annie Leibovitz. And she's like, we need to get Annie Leibovitz. And it's like, we just need to set a date. And he's like, I don't want to get married. No, I can't take off work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just love her dialogue. Like, she's just, oh, God, she's one of those girls, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I would never be friends with. Like, she wants a thousand roses, truffles, oysters. She's just really fancy and, like, girly. Yeah, yeah. she's, like, super. But it's funny, you know? Yeah, it's true. What yours? Mine are, I've already said most of them. I have to return some videotapes, which I think may be <laughs> the title of the episode, unless I can think of anything else that's less obvious. I like that one. Yeah, I like, I like that, that one, one too. And then I also have, like, try getting a reservation at Dorcia now, you fucking bastard. Yeah. And then yeah, that's good. a very, hey, okay, this is a, another runner-up for the title, is that's a very fine Chardonnay you're not drinking. Yeah, I, I like that. that. And then the I other one that. is uh, duct tape. I need it for taping something. Yeah, and she's like, "What funny. is that?" And yeah, that's all I have. I actually really like it when when uh, the two girls arrive and they they're all together, and, he, and he's like, "Don't you want to know what I do?" 
And oh, yeah. they're like, uh, no, not really. And he's like, well, I work on Wall Street for peers and peers. Yeah. And they're like, okay, whatever. Like, okay, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. But yeah, that's I all I have yep. for the episode. Yeah. I'm excited. You went, you went really quickly, I thought. Yeah, right? We did yeah. like a, a good, uh, good recap. If you haven't seen the film, go watch it. If you have, I'm sure you probably have. Otherwise, why are you listening to this? But um. Go watch it again. And it's really time flies when you talk about Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, we'll have to do another. We have to do Velvet Goldmine eventually, too, which is another like Ewan McGregor, Jonathan Reese Myers, and Christian Bale. Like, great trifecta there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we'll. Uh, and wait, isn't that all like he's one's English, one's Scottish, and one's Irish? Huh. That's right. Yeah. That's so cool. Scottish, Irish. English, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, we've reached the end, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Like, rate, and subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.